Welcome, everyone, to Mike North's press conference brought to you by Raul Jewelers. And you can see on our bottom ticker there that Raul Jewelers is located in Hoffman Estates. Their phone number is 847-765-3000. Or visit their website, Raul Jewelers. And they're an easy drive up in Hoffman Estates right off the expressway. Mike North, how are you, my friend? Well, we're the sparkles you can see from miles away, of course. I'll do it. <laughs> nice. Uh, God bless Brad and Ryan and everybody over there. We love you very much. Uh, we have projects that we're doing with you, and we couldn't be happier to be associated with one of the best uh, jewelry stores, not jewelry stores, jewel empires in mm -hmm. America today. So we love you. And uh, like I said, even if you're driving around at night, even if it's not open, you see sparkles. So, uh, Check them out at Raul Jewelers. And uh, we're going to start off this uh, Mike North presser with a few statements that I have to make about this team. Donaldo, uh, of course, Eldo Gandia, the podfather, if you will, will jump in and then we'll take all your questions and I'll field every question you have. Eldo can read them to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want full participation on this because today is an eventful day. It's the day that uh, I've never been lower as a Chicago Bear fan in 63 years. It's a day that uh, I have predicted that the 1969 Bears played this team. They'd win 13 to 9. People say, how can you say that? Well, because we actually had players named Sayers, Buffon, Butkus, uh, Ed O'Bradovich, uh, uh, guys that could produce, but there was no free agency at the time. So that is uh, something that I'd like to tell everybody right now when I compare teams uh, I look with my own eyes. I don't play the political game. I want to win. And I feel that we don't have the apparatus from top to bottom to win. So I'll tell you exactly what I would do. The first thing I would do is next year <laughs> offer Jim Harbaugh or Deion Sanders, like I said, 1% of ownership if I could talk ownership into it which would be $60 million on a $6 billion type of football team. $50 million if it's $5 billion. Plus, I'd give them a salary. Plus, I'd put them, one of the two, in charge of football operations, okay? <laughs> now, people say, well, what kind of background do you have? Well, I've been uh, touted in, in business from restaurants to radio to TV. I've done very well with my career, and I want to see the Chicago Bears do very well in the limited time we all have on this earth. And I did not see anything yesterday that would not lend me to believe to clean out everybody's locker. Everybody's. Hmm. And that means high salary players like Eddie Jackson. That means people that are going through the motions at times. That means the quarterback who's not good enough. Just isn't. That's just the fact. And for folks that want to hold out, you know, that want to hold out to their stubbornness about what they want to see instead of what they're actually seeing, then keep going because you cannot criticize a front office when you're playing along with them. So don't say anything then. Just say, we like Poles and Eberflus. This is great. They're going to come around. That's, a, that's been a story told forever. I could get us back in the playoffs in three years. Easily. Easily. But you got to make right decisions up top. And for Bill Polian to be missing in action right now, to be missing in action when he was the guy 
who was supposed to be the search committee guy who gave his two guys from Indianapolis jobs that are were junior executives at best. One to D.C., who on the last game as the defensive coordinator blew it for a chance to get Indianapolis into the playoffs. And the other is Ryan Post. Both men were touted for what reason I don't know why. I would say this. What other football program said they have to have those two to run to run their show? Never. Never. So when I say we need an outsider, people go, well, Polian was an outsider. No, he wasn't. He's probably invited over to the McCaskies for Thanksgiving. Okay? So it's a joke. Uh, people I didn't want? Hey. Are you okay over there, kid? Uh, <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Don't get us started on that one again. Remember those days? Oh, yeah. Uh, people I didn't want. I didn't want Wanstead. I didn't want Cutler. I didn't want Glennon. I didn't want Foles. I didn't want Fields. I didn't want Dalton. I just wanted one guy. I didn't want to. I will say this. I cannot believe. Here's another move. Here's another move we made. And Eldo, you can come back on the screen and we will take your calls. Mm-hmm. How do you let Roquan Smith go and then bring in Edmonds for basically a little less money? And you had a kid that was homegrown for you at 26 years of age. Then you let go of your major blocking back. Okay. And a guy that averages four yards a carry and is going to be playing on your rival, Detroit Lions, the better team. You let him go. Then you let go of Mitch. Then you let go of other people. We're not just talking about Mitch. We're talking about a bunch of people. Then you signed Eddie Jackson to a huge deal that he'll never justify. Cole Komet now going through some of the motions, getting a new deal. So there's disconnect. There's disconnect from top to bottom. And when you hear Eberflu say, we're going to get it right. We got things we got to address. It's Pedro Iberflus all over again, L. And I don't know about you, but in my opinion, I've seen every Bear team since 1962. Maybe the 70 teams lose to this team if it's run right. But I've never seen a team that was expected. Look, Justin Fields threw for 99 yards. That's his third under 100-yard game in the last two seasons. Totally unacceptable for a professional quarterback, my friend. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm surprised that you have not said that you would, and people that you know very well who have played for this team and their opinion would be valued, that you wouldn't bring in like a Jim McMahon and talk to him about what should be done. And some other former players who are watching the, the current state, the Chicago Bears organization, and are just livid with what's happened to the organization that they played for. That's great you brought that up because this morning, I mean, I'm not telling you every plan that I would make. Mm-hmm. But this morning, Al, and Michael Henneman says, and we will take all your questions or any of your statements, this team is an unfunny joke. It is. It's a tragedy. But there's no no doubt about it. But I want everybody, Jim, bringing, talking to Jim McMahon, fine. I don't even know if Jim McMahon wants to be in the middle of all this. Jim McMahon likes to show people what the 85 Bears did on social media and his experiences, but it's very rare. Unless you listen to Obradovich in Hampton, that you'll hear outsiders chime in. And if they're outsiders, Al, 
not outsiders, insiders. If you're a bear, see these shirts? This would be next year's bear shirts mm -hmm. for the coaches. Okay. Nice. Very nice with the, with the yellow orange trim. Classy. Oh, thank you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> but, but my whole point is I talked to Al Harris two years ago. My good friend, Al Harris. And he says, Mike, Justin Fields is a can't miss. So when you talk to former Bears, you're going to talk to former Bears that think one way and think the other way. I talked to Gary Fensick and others that have different opinions of the Chicago Bears team. Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you don't listen. And I don't think the Bears listen. Also, the PR disaster that happened last week. People often tell me, you know, I had somebody say to me, huh, you know, you were right, Mike. I should have seen this coming. Maybe we should have kept Trubisky. I go, listen, if you listen to AM1000 on the Odds Couple, or you've been a subscriber on this wonderful channel that Eldo Gandia has turned into a mini powerhouse, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a mini powerhouse where you got people wanting to come and give their opinions. And 90% of them are ball washers. But that doesn't mean they don't love their team. The other 10%, I'll, I'll, I'll include me and a few other people. But here's what we've been, here's what, there's something for everybody here. If you've listened to me, you know I haven't liked this from the beginning. And Eldo hasn't liked a lot of stuff either. So this should come as no surprise to anybody from the bar room or anybody that listens to the award-winning odds couple uh, uh, a show and podcast, which is going great. So that's where I would go, Al. I would take outside opinions, but at the end of the day, it's like 10 people giving you hitting tips when you're in a slump. You know what mm -hmm. ends up happening? Oh, there's a foul ball to the catcher, Johnny. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. because the guy's already trying to swing nine different ways that he's been told. You got to have your gut instinct. I think my record of judging talent and, and I've made, I've made some mistakes. I've said it. Uh, but for instance, you know, uh, people liked all those quarterbacks. The only quarterbacks I liked of, uh, it, from way back in the day are Orton, Kyle Orton. I liked McCown and I liked Mitch. And you mm. know what? They could stand with any of the quarterbacks uh, that I named off that I don't like or shouldn't have been brought in. So it's 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 depending it's it's depending how you build a team. I I can't believe we got rid of Roll Smith and then right around the corner we bring in an outsider and pay him seventy two million to eighty million dollars. That's a slap in the face if you're a guy that was brought up through this organization. Maybe there was some inner turmoil with these people. But I thought Roquan Smith, and they haven't replaced him. They haven't replaced Roquan Smith. This mm -hmm. defense is, I think, easily the worst defense in, in Bear, the Bear history that I have. Even, even the bad teams, the 70 teams, the 69 team, they would hurt you, and you would remember you were in a game. All right. Zach wants to challenge you on uh, the – Roquan Smith situation. He says, we offer $20 million. Baltimore offers $20 million and a ham sandwich. Don't blame Poles for Roquan. He didn't want to be here. Applaud him for getting back something uh, in a lost season. Your you know what? I hear people. Why is it that Chicago teams can never, with a new regime at least, come in and patch things up? He didn't want to be here because of the past regime. I mean, so, so this nonsense that he didn't want to be here. And all the counterfeit stuff that I hear, all the BS. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, with Eldo, I don't need, you know, let's bring back some tape cuts. 
because Aldo was here. You know what I told Aldo? I'll give a perfect example. Was I right? Was I wrong? Or was I both? I'll give you one I was right on both and wrong. Jordy Nelson, Allen Robinson. First year, I said, bring in Jordy for one year. I wouldn't bring in Allen Robinson. I was right. He had better stats. The next two years, I was wrong. Allen Robinson has 98 catches one year, 102 catches another year with Mitch Trubisky for 200 catches total. And then I got to hear the PR spin of Allen Robinson saying, we're excited for the new quarterback. And that year, he catches 36 balls in 12 uh, games, and we're told he can't play anymore, and he shuttled off to somewhere else. Mm. So that's my point about this, all the spinning and everything else. And Roquan Smith, look, all I'm saying, if you're going to replace a guy like that and pay him the same amount, then maybe you should have kept him because you know what? What was wrong getting rid of – why didn't they get rid of Fields? They inherited him. Why didn't they – I mean, to me, that that you didn't even have him compete for his job. You didn't bring anybody in for his job to try to take it, put pressure on him to get better, put pressure on him to figure things out. They didn't do that. And now I'm hearing the Cleveland coach and other coaches saying, you know, if I had to do it over next year – we'll play more starters in the preseason. But you guys are contenders. We didn't play our, our starters in the preseason like, like we were a, a playoff contending or Super Bowl team. So I understand where everybody's frustrated, but I think it's way the way the organizations run, Al. You know that. They've never run a good organization over there since, since the 80s when they let people run it. Well, the record, uh, the one loss record under George McCaskey's leadership as chairman oh. is abhorrent. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it is putrid. Uh, no, Joe, it's that, bad. it's that bad. Al don't even want to want to look. Yeah, at it. I, I won't even look it up because I don't want <laughs> my acid reflex will start to act. Oh up. my God, don't do that. <laughs> Joe Michael, who is watching on our Facebook page, thank you very much, Joe. Uh, what? Harbaugh or Sanders, what are their offensive qualifications that stand out to improve this terrible team? Well, I got to tell you, I'm going to give you something on everything. First of all, the, the propaganda going out over the TV sports market is appalling. There is a, a show called, frankly speaking, on Fox Sports 1. And I'm flipping through yesterday. I'm watching. I bet the Yankees game. Winner. I bet the Yankees game. I'm flipping through during uh, a commercial. And I see very uh, a panel, Joy Taylor with three other guys. Joy Taylor, if you know who Joy Taylor is, very informed. Yes. Very uh, beautiful lady. She knows her business and she runs that show and she's got a lot of opinions. Okay. Mm -hmm. But she said. Well, the pros are different. You can pick up, and Sam Ocho's on there, too, who I like. Uh, yes, me too. I like Sam. He's been on, on the bar room. Uh, Emmanuel, isn't it? Emmanuel? Oh, yeah, Ocho? Emmanuel. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I know there was Probably. a Sam Ocho, but I think he was a hitman for the mob. <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> yeah. I got to have a sound effect for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Emmanuel, great. He's great. And, and, and here are a couple things I heard. And Joy, I believe, said 
Well, you know what? It's not like the NFL where you can pick up a, a couple players and get healthy. Whoa. Joy, transfer portal. Deion Sanders got rid of all 80 guys. Mm-hmm. They said, Coach, I'm ready to play. You don't know how to play. You're gone. <laughs> he got the he got a brand new team in there. So I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. And then mm-hmm. and then the other stuff where the media has to stand up for Deion Sanders because some uh coach uh said, hey. We're in for wins, not for clicks. You're actually worried that Deion Sanders can't handle that kind of trash talk? And mm-hmm. if and and I want to also hear this nonsense I'm hearing that people want to see Deion Sanders lose. I didn't stay up till 11 o'clock last week to watch him lose. He's my one of my choices for bear head coach. He's turned around a program that was the worst in football in one year, and he wasn't afraid to tell him, you all suck. Get out of here. I'll clean it. And, if, and that's what he'd, I'd have him do with the Bears. You have the power to do that. You don't bring him in as a coach. He's, he's not Everflus. And you don't bring Harbaugh in as a coach. Both those men know more about the pro game than anybody at the top at Hallis Hall. Period. Pepe wants to know your opinions about Fields' struggles. Is it more on him or on the coaching staff? Both. They're trying to see if he could throw from the pocket. He can't throw from the pocket. So he got frustrated last week, had to call a press conference after a press conference, trying to blame other people. Then you see the overhead video, some of it here on the bar room, if you tune in, expertly shot of overhead videos where there's three guys open. You see DJ Moore going, would somebody please throw me the ball? So it's both. It's not going to work. He would not be my quarterback next year, and I would not pick up this fifth-year option. If you didn't pick up Mitch's, how can you pick up this guy's? I mean, this guy is just a uh, – uh, it's not going to happen for him. you got to have – it here, I'll give you a perfect example. Respect everybody at the bar room. I have never bad-mouthed anybody. Ever. Ever. Respect everybody's opinion. I've been called a couple names, but I bring that out in people. I bring out the worst in people. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, I heard, and this was last week, because we cover it here on this show, this press conference. We get to, when when Eldo brought up to me, it's about me having that gut for 31 years and knowing the Bears since I was a kid. Well, Mike, I think it's personal for that uh, defensive coordinator and Coach Gabriel said the same thing. And you know what? Usually that would be the case. But the Chicago Bears use it as a stiff arm when things go wrong. And unfortunately, I have a lot more respect, even for some journalists, where journalism and uh, in Chicago, sports journalism, and people that run the Bears are at the lowest in popularity. Mm-hmm. That being said, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. You can't. I knew as soon as Eldo, I didn't even know about it. And Eldo says, oh, wait a minute. It's personal. What's personal? He's a young guy, you know. And then we hear there's the FBI involved. Then we hear Peanut Tillman's involved. And then I hear Brad Big say, hmm, this isn't the story I heard for three days. And then Adam Johns or Adam Hogue. I think they got to get together and do some sort of name change. I get <laughs> yes. them mixed up. I get them mixed up. But one of the two said, come on, be straight. 
So we know there's more to this story. So I just want to know, once it comes out completely, what are the Bears going to say? We didn't know anything about it? The mm-hmm. fact you can't come clean. Thank you, Jamal. I was right. The fact you can't come clean to your fan base because a guy's got a problem and you're trying to say it's a family issue. Yeah. If the family's in probably upheaval because of maybe some of the stuff that's happened. So the Blackhawks did this. I wonder how many personal days in 2010 Kyle Beach had to take that nobody was allowed to question. And then you find out about a scandal 13 years later. So the bear management and people that cover the bears, a little more respect in my heart because they're leaking out the best they can. There's more to the story. What do you think, Al? I, I, Totally, totally agree with you. And and, and yeah. while I understand that, you know, when you get human resources involved, oh, they're, the oh, one, oh. they're the ones, oh, though, that God. tell you, don't say anything publicly. Don't say anything publicly. But Bears fans were at least allowed this. We have been informed by human resources not to comment on the Allen Williams situation. So it is closed. I will not answer any of your questions because that's what you got to do from a legal standpoint, right? Yeah. yeah. But to but to say it's a personal issue when you know yeah. we know you're lying. You didn't even right. offer a statement what... saying and we hope you feel better. You know. And with co- with all respect to the people that thought, including um, my buddy Coach Gabriel, he's an NFL guy, and right. usually it's there's health involved. But here's another thing. When did it become like in the National Hockey League? He's got an upper body injury. Just tell us what the hell it is. He's got a lower body injury. Listen, George Brett. <laughs> don't, don't comment on that. <laughs> if you're listening on the audio podcast, we had a comment on the screen about what Alan Williams say. <laughs> Somebody's whacking off of the office. <laughs> Maybe Alan Williams was whacking off in his office. Yeah, we don't, oh, but it's we don't know. <laughs> Very good. A A one. What to get to get the happy to get the sad clown. That's where I am today with the bears. Take a belly laugh. You know, during the middle of a bear show. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's there's three things that uh, are a disaster. Both bears post game shows, uh, the uh, Bill Belichick show, and the Nick Saban show. After you listen to those three. You just want to walk off a pier, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Island Man. Island Man! I love oh, it. You know how to get him, Island Man! Yeah! <laughs> God, I love Elton John. We need All a right, man like Elton John to sing us a song right now. But I'm going to tell you. Um, thank you for that. I'm a Bear fan 63 years. I don't care if I get, you know, I, I don't. it's the bottom line. It's it's a low point. Where we clean. I clean out everybody. They're all gone next year. Yeah. Uh, including our absentee president who all, who screwed up the big 10 during COVID who got a job because he got Minnesota stadium. Okay. Where's the stadium. Now you were brought here for that. You know, I didn't think it could get worse after Ted Phillips, but I'm ready to get him back. I'm ready to get him back. My God, what's going on? These guys are a bunch of, I mean, are you kidding? Where, where is Kevin Warren? Does anybody Anybody in the pre- where's Kevin Warren? You're the president. Make a comment. Tell somebody something. You what got- would you want him to say? What would you want Kevin Warren to say? We will address the uh, situation with our defensive coordinator at another time. We have to uh, be more upright. We understand there was some misinformation brought out early, and there's 
like Mike North said in the bar room, I don't know if any of you listen. I, I do. <laughs> I Mike it. North told Eldo Gandia straight out, <laughs> lack of frankness leads to, and Eldo will remember this word because I figured it out what it meant about two weeks ago when I looked it up, conjecture. And what have we heard? Right here on this show last week, conjecture. Thank you, Torian. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy to be a Bear fan, but it's easy to out to outmaneuver Bear executives and front office and players. I mean, these guys were told to shoot their mouths off during the summer that they were going to win the division. And all of a sudden now, you know, they're the worst team in football today, according to certain rankings. And here's the best one before we get back to your questions, which I'll take and entertain. <clears throat> I look good in this. I'd be good. at least a consultant to the family. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. You do Come look on. good in that shirt. I, I, guess, I guess right almost every time. What are you going to do? <laughs> Go to the staff table and say, Get, bring JoJo over here. Like, I'm not I'm not pining for a job. I, I, I've invested my whole life in this team. You guys, you know, you woke up and said, Muggs died? Yippee! I mean, come on. <laughs> and then I hear about, you know, how many people in the family? How many, sorry, pal. You know, I hate to make you laugh. How many people in the family, the McCaskey family, get shares? A I, think it's, uh, I think it's I think four or five. 20, I, I think Ryan owns 20%. All this nonsense. We don't even know the breakdown. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But let's say, that, right? Let's say it's 70%. Okay. I just said one shares worth 60 million. I mean, how much you look, you're a McCaskey, you're 70. I need a uh, 500 million to live on. No, <laughs> we need a quarterback. We need a linebacker and we need some people that know how to judge it. Okay. Back to our questions here. We got a, an interesting one. Uh, one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen wear a Bears uniform is being uh, brought up here. And I'm looking for the question. Here it is. It's from Bearstown 19 show. One of my good buddies, Mike, do you compare Cade McNown to Justin Fields? He does. Yes. Except there was a different time where uh, for some reason, the media uh, didn't pick sides at that time. Uh, mm -hmm. Ditka said that Cade McNown was more ready than anybody in that draft, including Donovan McNabb. And it was a sad mistake that, I own up to 100%. I also made a mistake with Curtis Zenas. You know, not everybody's right for every team. I'll give everybody an example. Bob, uh, our guy Abreu from the White Sox who went to Houston. Well, he's going to hit 20 home runs this year. He had 15 last year. He's, But he didn't have the year he wanted to have in his first year. But he was great with the White Sox. Yeah. I mean, when you trade people, you're trading them to a new situation. Steve Young. His first three, four years was 3-15 with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I was here. See, this is sad. When people go, well, what do you know? I was there. I was here. They said he was going to be a bust. Bill Walsh saved his career. The next thing you know, he's doing Monday Night Football, and he's in the Hall of Fame. If Terry Bradshaw goes to the Bears in 69, he's not on Fox. He's injured after five, five years. You know, I mean... My God, it, it would have been, he would have never won four Super Bowls with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, it, it would have never happened. And anybody thinks it would have is crazy because no matter how good your quarterback is, the one thing that they've not decided, you, you look, you lose guys like Akeem Hicks too, Danny Trathian. These guys are all better than the guys I'm watching now. I mean, I, I mean, who was the one kid um, that we got rid of that was Leonard Floyd? Yeah. Wait a minute. Leonard Floyd. 
Danny Trevathan. Now, maybe this Danny Trevathan, I don't know what he's doing now. I'm just telling you, when they were on the Bears, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Leonard Floyd couldn't break a pane of glass, and he goes somewhere else, and he's a, he got two sacks last week. These guys were all former Bears. Mitch, Montgomery, Roquan. And now, and then I got to hear this year that the two corners we have that can't stay healthy for one quarter mm-hmm. were like the reincarnation of Davey Witzel and Benny McRae from the 63 team. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They, oh, well, uh, Mike Richardson and Leslie Frazier. Ah! Folks, I want all of you to know this. I've been dealing with you my whole life. I was built for this. 90% of you have other distractions. Let me do the, the heavy work. Will you please? I'm looking for nonsense. Field is great. MVP, 16 to 1. Yeah. Hey, Nagy, he's great. Get rid of Trubisky. Our Nagy's an idiot. Oh, Mike, we should have kept Trubisky. Quit it. Quit it. Let me handle it. I haven't been around this long. I have one. You know what? Poor Heidi. Poor Kay. Poor Karen. They have a drawer. The only the only bear jersey they threw out was Mitch's. There's a drawer filled with 20 quarterback <laughs> numbers. They took Mitch's and said, You suck, and they kept every year, every year Karen. I know she's see, this is what I have fun with. I don't every year she's got a new quarterback's number. You know? And you know what? I, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. All the QB1 profiles for the most part are gone. I have a, I've gone on Twitter. Oh, a couple will pop up going, but wait. And then, you know, no, we're not waiting anymore. Oh, oh my I guy. My guy, Tureen, says that the Bears are worth $6.3 yeah. billion dollars and yeah. growing. And then we got this follow-up. Chris asked the questions or makes a statement. I wish the McCaskies cared as about this. As much as I do and as much as Eldo does. Right. So do you really think the McCaskies are apathetic about – May, putting on a winner because they're just focused on the money that's coming in? Well, let me ask you something. It, the fact that you're worth six, if I was worth $6.3 billion, okay, I'd be like D. Bartolo was. <laughs> I, I mean, I took, uh, I took 35 people to Italy. I made a lot of money in my life, but I took 35 people. cost me over 130000 Now, I don't have McCaskey money. I had a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of money, and I invested well. And I had a great radio career in TV. And I say, my wife is a genius. We bought Starbucks in 93. But I, if I was worth $6 billion, the Bears are going to be king. They're going to be king one way or the other. And, and if, if, if I was worth six, if they are worth $6 billion, they should come see Mike. Enough. I've been laying out what the Bears should do for 30 years, and they've not listened. We got what? Since that time, since I came on to score one, they know about me. We can't, hey, we can't put him on a bear show somewhere. He'll criticize us. Mm-hmm. I'm on a bear show. And I'm on the odds couple. I'm just telling it's hard not to. Yeah. Make it like middle of the road. Are, are we going to be good or not? There's no more mystery here, folks. We're in big trouble. We're mm-hmm. in big trouble now. I, yeah. I mean, think about this, Al. Denver lost last week 70 to 20. They're favored on the road. <laughs> there are people openly laughing on national TV about that. A team that lost by 50, that's given up 70 points, is favored in Chicago against the Bears. Yeah. 
I'm going in reverse. I, I usually start laughing at the end of a terrible thought. Now I'm starting to laugh at the beginning and then working my way towards anger. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's just uh, like it's a, it's a clown show. It's too bad. Look, look, you learn. And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I brought up Adam, one, two of the Adams, Holger Johns, okay? <laughs> Both of them. Good, good guys. I, Indeed. <laughs> Jason Goff. Jason Goff. See him on social. What's going on here? Fields has got to get it done. Uh, Lawrence Holmes. Oh, my God. Said the same thing. It's not working. Sooner or later. These guys are pros. They can't keep going to bat for a guy. Because, I mean, even Carmen. Carmen wanted to change. Now he's going, what? Because Vinny Parisi. I saw him the other day. Between the Sox rebuild and... uh, and and the Bears, he's he asked me the other day, what's your favorite third rail? Is it the Thorndale stop? Or is it the Outbreaks? He just wants to jump around the third rail, and if he trips, it's over. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, he let him have it. He <laughs> let him have it on the bar room. Everybody's learning, Al. Yeah, really, exactly. On the job, unfortunately. Ravi uh, says, uh, since every week Fields loses trade value, what is the ultimate solution? Because uh, you can't trade Fields now. You'll get a fifth or sixth or seventh round draft. Won't pick. even get that. Maybe, right, exactly. Maybe not even. So not. what is what is the solution? Do you play Peter? What do you I play would do, well, what I told Aldo, and I'm sticking to my, if I ran the football team, I would have said to the media at the beginning of the year, Justin mm-hmm. Fields has eight games to prove himself because I said it right here. And if he doesn't have a good eight games, he's got to, he, we'll have to look in another direction. I'd say that at the beginning of the year, I'd let him know that. But see, now I'm hearing that people, I mean, are saying maybe five games if they don't beat Denver and this other team coming up. They Washington. Got, Washington. Then five games. No, give them eight games. Mm-hmm. Give him eight games, then, because I don't want him crying that he was unfairly, you know, p- you know, picked on. The coaching staff didn't give me a chance. Then I bring in the kid, the the other two, let Peterman and the other guy play out the season. But it's almost like they want to lose, mm-hmm. so they can get the draft pick. But that I wouldn't want Caleb Williams because they'd ruin him. I don't want. I don't want. I would rather go the Eric Kramer route if I had to get somewhere in three years. Try to find a veteran quarterback. Absolutely. Right. Eric okay. Kramer walked in. Bang! Boom. Nineteen ninety-five. <clears throat> I was like this. <laughs> Throw the ball downfield. Eric Kramer. I mean, I, I, I basically wasn't the hugest fan, but he mm-hmm. comes in off the Detroit Lions scrap heap, and he had a memorable season. And look, we won with Rex Grossman. It's the whole football team. Our defensive line is horrible. Our defensive coordinator. How do you hire a guy that lost the last game of his career in Indianapolis to not make the playoffs and then make him head coach? I I, I just, I think the selections and the McCaskies have done the same thing that they've always done. They're meddling. That's it. And I still want to see where this Polian guy is. Yeah, I can't stand the guy. <laughs> He's hiding somewhere. Oh my God! What up? What up? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, here, think about this. He went to the Super Bowl. God bless him. He took over for John Butler in Buffalo. They won. Went to Super Bowls. He lost them all. The guy went to only one Super Bowl. I mean, they only won one with Peyton Manning there. With Peyton Manning, he's supposed yes. to be some sort of genius. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, I ran a poll on the Barroom Network's uh, uh, X site. And the question was, my plan to salvage the Bears season is to begin to incorporate Tyson Bagent into the game plan. Justin Fields should still play every offensive snap, but only about 75% at quarterback. The other 25%, we see him at running back. We see him at wide receiver. We see him doing all sorts of creative things. And so I asked the question, what do you think? 68% said I'm nuts and 31% I'm onto something. What do you say, Mike North? Well, the one thing I won't do is I think I'll get a more of a reception than you gave me last week when the train was running and I reached my hand out. And I, I, Bibi says, Why are you weeping? I go, You didn't take my hand. <laughs> I thought you didn't take my hand. <laughs> I tried. Woman, now we got this. So, anyway, I would, here's what I would do. I told everybody this if I was, if they said you have to play with Justin Field for 16 games, mm -hmm. I'm bringing in Barry Switzer. I'm having him quarterback out of the shotgun, and I have the three running backs. I wouldn't have traded Montgomery. I would have kept Herbert Montgomery and then find a, another running back behind him have, and run out of the wishbone where you can roll out, throw, run. He can have more freedom. He's not going to be – but like Warren Sapp said this week, you think you know, you think you can play outside the pocket? Good luck with that. You are going to get killed. And then – this week of all weeks, and I had a good week, and I almost bet this. We heard he was going to run out, run this way, throw a uh, jump pass through the Statue of Liberty. He was going to do a somersault on the field. The over-under for run running yards was 55 yards. He didn't get it. He didn't get I would have thought he'd get 100, that he'd say, you know what, let's let it all hang out. But it looked like he's just afraid to pull the trigger right now, period. But there's so many problems on this team. I can't pinpoint one position right now where, I mean, they look like a semi-pro team. They don't mm -hmm. look like a professional football team right now. Yeah. They, they, Paul Thomas says, my idea is stop it. It's not Pop Warner. Well, the Saints have been doing it with Taysom Hill for years yeah. now and very successfully. Yeah. He's a great runner with the football. He can catch the football. It's and he an can idea. Throw and he can throw a pass. Yeah. Uh, give me a better idea, Paul. Give me yeah. a better idea. All uh, I'll say is I said, run, I didn't say you have to run every play out of the wishbone, but you could run, you could have four or five plays incorporated out of the 56, 60 you're going to run. Right. I mean, right. I saw Ron Turner. I'll never forget it. I tell this story all the time. He's on the score with me. And I said, why don't you have the quarterback, Stenstrom, you're welcome, Paul. God bless. Uh, stand back. In a shotgun. Oh, no. Oh, no wild card. We can't do that. Wild cat and all that. No. Two weeks later, he's doing it. So it's a copycat league. I'm guaranteeing you, the run, the passing game's all not that good right now anyway. Look at Baker Mayfield last night, 170. But nobody passes for under 100 yards in this day and age. And Fields has done it three times in two years. Mm. Mark asked the question, hypothetically, if the Bears were to draft a quarterback next season and he refused to come to Chicago, what would happen? Because Caleb Williams' father said that, you know, he might not go to I wouldn't come here. I you wouldn't come here. come here. I wouldn't come here. I, I have to have a coaching staff that will get him to come here. That's yeah. why I have Deion Sanders or Jim Harbaugh. Yes. You bring Jim Harbaugh and Caleb Williams is coming. Hey, if you bring a, a – any any coach, you know, Lincoln Riley, his coach from USC. 
Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't. I, I'm not saying the kid's even going to make it, but you have to look at that now. The Chicago Bears drafted an Ohio State quarterback who never develops a quarterback. Maybe Stroud might be the first. And then the Bears have never developed many quarterbacks. They develop them, and then they don't even know they did, like Mitch or like Harbaugh, and then they get rid of them, and then they, you know, Mitch will someday. Look, Mitch makes $20 million, signed for $8 million. Fields makes $2 million. So they went cheap on that, too. So I think if you bring in Deion Sanders or Harbaugh, all free agents will want to come. But now would you go there if you're if you're Allen, how could you if DJ Moore, how could you have signed here? How could you have seen what's going on? Because they offered you 42 million guaranteed, my friend. 42 million. So yeah. you took it. Now you're going, what they're using I'm being used wrong. Give me a break. Ravi says, you know, if the Bears end up with the first overall draft pick, would you trade it for Mike Tomlin? No. Mike Tomlin, they should have made the playoffs last year. Eldo knows this is a sore spot with me. Mitch was losing 10-6, and they pulled him, and then they lost the game. With Pickett, they ended up losing by one game. Now, maybe Mitch brings them back, but to put in a green for the first time, rookie at halftime, I thought was misguided. Tomlin, though, would I bring him in? Pittsburgh wouldn't let him go. Cut it out. And why would he want to come here? Yeah, I, I, I love Bear fans. And, you know, by my guy, Greg Brax. Greg, I love you, man. I love you. But but he got mad at, 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 at people that are saying, you know, he keeps – I love Greg Braggs' videos. Oh, yeah, he's He great. was on the bar room. Yes, he but was. He, he, <clears throat> Sylvie was on with Carmen and Yurko and Wads, Waddle. They promote the heck out of Greg, you know. Greg's a good guy. Mm-hmm. But Greg got mad because they said, listen – and I've said this on this show, you, and I didn't say it about Greg. You can't take seven-on-seven seven, uh, videos and have Justin Fields stand back there for six seconds, and once D.J. Moore gets loose, throw the ball. Well, he got upset at him. Greg, don't bite. Those guys are good guys, but it's it's actually what's going on. It's not just you. Yeah, I was surprised at Greg's reaction to that. Yeah, Greg took offense to it. I'm like, well, it's true. You were, you well, were. And then, and then Greg's on Fox in the morning going, for people that think I'd never be here. I always rooted for him, but I never said, I wonder if Greg's going to make it or not. He made it. I'm happy for it. But hey, Greg. Greg like is a De great talent. Did, like De Niro He's... did in, I have, I, BB's told me this. Like mm-hmm. De Niro did in Goodfellas when uh, the Commandant is discussing the Grant, the Lufthansa. Hey. Take it easy. These guys all like you. But these when you say you're the mayor, mayor of, of Meatball, of Meatball Island, and when you're running in to Soldier Field going, Packers suck, and then you get your ass kicked, you get tagged. Yeah. You gotta learn how to take alligator skid, my friend. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm a guy, you know the Allstate guy? One year I got it so bad from the media. The Allstate guy looked like he had successful facial surgery <laughs> i love it yeah greg by the way uh when oh, he was here great. at the bar room he told me that I he loved lo- he loved you because you inspired him you went from a yeah. hot dog stand owner to you know media right. superstar them and and that's what greg is going from brick layer to uh right he's hey, hey look it's a great success story i love him on fox i uh, i went through the whole gamut it's beautiful yep yeah. <clears throat> Okay, you're gonna get criticized, Greg. 
It's, it's going to happen more and more oh, as his popularity God. increases. Yes. I mean, you know what? It's, it's big, Eldo knows he's worked with top talent. I, you, 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 no matter what you do, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Walter Eldo worked with Walter Jacobson, right? Now, he got criticized. These guys oh. were Emmy winners. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a cool <laughs> I got a question here from Sports Chicago Style. He asked me, would picking up Justin Fields' fifth-year option make him more controllable contract-wise for trade value? No. Picking up his fifth-year option, he would be paid over $20 million. That's what the fifth-year option is. So I don't, I'm not sure a lot of teams would want to accept that contract, you know, unless <clears> – <throat> Uh, Fields' agent negotiated a deal and said, we will lower the $20 million, you know, some type of working like that. But at $20 million a year, I'm not sure any team will pay Justin Fields that no, right I, now. I think I think if you're the Bears, you just let him go at the end of the year, unless things get better. I, and like I said, I, I, I did the smart thing. Because, see, I, I may have to defend myself when I don't have to because I've won the whole thing, the argument. I won it, but here's what I would sell. Give the man eight games. Give him eight games because here's the sin of Pauls and Eberflus. They took somebody else's pick. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't even bring in anybody to compete against them. Yep. And they didn't play him. That's on them. Yep. That's a shame on you. Shame on you. Yep. Here's the way I look at it, Mike. Here's the schedule. Oh! That- how about that for a busy graphic? Week 13 is the bye week. So I'm giving Justin Fields 12 weeks to prove to me that he should be the Bears quarterback into the future. If he has not proven that, Tyson Bajan, you're playing week 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. What do you think of my what idea? What happens, Al, if they're rolling 11? You're not going to stay that long. I think eight weeks is good if you want to maybe – Give or take. I'll, I'll even look. Look, this would be me and Al discussing what we're going to do with Justin Fields if we right. were working together. I'd say, you know what, Al? Let's split the difference. Okay. I'll give him week nine, week ten. Let's go. Let's see how he does. But if he can't pick it up within the next, especially against Denver and Washington, if we lose those games, mm-hmm. see, look, if they could win one of those, okay, mm-hmm. it gets him back on his feet. Nobody needs to win more than him. But I, I, I find it. You can't give a guy 12 wins that's 5-23. and 23. You can't give a right. guy 12 weeks. He, right. He's got to win a game, Al. He's got to make he's got to make the team around him better. He, play any way you want. You're fighting for your life. If they want to sit you because you're ad-libbing, I don't think he's ad-libbing. He's missing guys all over the place. And uh, we'll see what happens. He just can't pull the trigger right now. He's lost his confidence. Yeah, I like your idea. Now, the, the Week 10 game is a Thursday night game. So if you – That's Stroud. It's regular. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So, quarterbacks that are hopefully, I think Stroud, look, they're little. Bryce Young is little too. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. I mean, what's everybody thinking? Yeah. I mean, some of these guys, I don't know how long they're going to make it. Yeah. Um, but you hope it works out for them. Yeah, I, I mean, would I, I would split the difference with you and say bring in Bajan then on week 11 because he'll have 10 days to prepare yeah. after that Thursday night game. That's a good idea. And I'll say this, too, for, for Justin Fields. I thought you were the worst quarterback in the league. <laughs> Jack Wilson. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched it. Now, Joe Namath took off on him. Today. Oh yeah. He said, "Hey, when Joe name that's like Jesus Christ taking off on one of the apostles." Okay. 
bring that lady for me. I I I, I talked to her earlier. You know, there's a bunch of bachelors get together for a final supper and stuff like that. Always found that odd. Yeah. They, you know, they, they could have, there were no big restaurants at the time, so they probably got together at somebody's house. But when Joan, I watched Zach Wilson, gone. They shouldn't even be looking at him. To, and they, they wouldn't, they don't want Justin Fields either. These are the two worst quarterbacks right now in football. But they've held on to Zach Wilson too long, and they should have been out looking already for a quarterback. I think maybe they feel because they won a game, they got maybe another week or two, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a disaster. I just find it interesting that we're being lectured by Stephen A., by my buddy Mike Greenberg, saying that, you know, things are in disarray yeah, with the Bears when mm-hmm. you're Jet fans. That's special. That's like vomit calling diarrhea. <laughs> You smell like roses. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, Greenberg, Mikey's got the the footy pajamas, the the Aaron Rodgers jersey, and they're telling the Bears, who have been in more Super Bowls than the Jets. Okay? Come on now, guys. Uh... What do you think of a guy named Orvlowski? Danny, God bless, that said he'd be an MVP someday. Yeah, exactly. Then they go... Hey, you hear that? Let's put him on Monday Night Football. He's smart. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Wow. All right, that- I think I think we've covered it all. Fifty minutes of Mike North's press conference. Um, be- before I let you go, Eldo. Yeah, before I let you go, please talk to us about the Chicago Cubs. They're one game. I believe they're one game up on the wild card. Are they in for sure now? What, what's going on? Well. We got a few games left. They said goodbye, and they all sing the "Hey, Hey, Holy Mackerel" song, or "Go Cubs, Go." The team sang to the fans, right. which was just a perfect send off as they walk to Atlanta. <laughs> How are you, everybody? We're the Atlanta Braves. I'm worried. We got one game lead. We got games left. I'm worried. And don't forget, Arizona uh, beat our ass this year, so they got that tiebreaker. So it's mm-hmm. almost like an even thing. We got to yeah. win one of the three. Hope the other teams are tanking. Cincinnati's gone into the tank a little bit. Mm-hmm. Arizona is one game back, thank God. But we, they handled us. If we don't win it, and once again, I can't do both, be the Bears GM and also be in charge of telling Jed Hoyer to keep the team like I did four days before. I mean, how much can one man do? Jed, mm-hmm. I told you, keep the team together. You kept it together. Now look. But we're not out of the woods yet. Steele's going. Big game for him. Big game for him. Um Big game for the team, but they've showed a little. I mean, Colorado came at the right time. That's all I'm going to tell you. Colorado Rockies came at the right time, so let's go. Before we go, Mike uh, Withrow is upset that I haven't put at least one of his comments up. Let's put this go one on, and Mike, to get it. up there. He's asking, wouldn't it be better to start Bajan against that. Denver and Washington? Give Fields a couple of weeks to take the pressure off. If Bajan sucks, then Fields may come in a new man. That's an interesting thought, Mike. Uh, you know, for one thing, they don't want that to happen right now. Mm-hmm. They don't want Bajit to go 14 of 21 for 260 yards and one touchdown for some reason. I mean, I, I saw the kid in preseason. Once again, the mistake was not developing Justin Fields. And they sat Mitch and they sat the starters when Mitch was here. I mean, mm-hmm. I never understood it. Now, they, they purposely did this. The first two weeks of the regular season are like preseason now. They, the football was horrible. Better this week. But they purposely said, you know, let's, we need three games just so our guys don't get hurt. Then they don't play them. It's mm-hmm. all scam. 
It's off scam. But the Bears feel I if I took over next year, I'd invite every sec any second stringer available. I'd invite Mitch. I'd invite three, four other guys, and I'd have Fields back. Okay, during the offseason. All right. And I'd have competition. And then from there, I would make my moves. Period. End of story. Outstanding. Now, Mike in the chat room and everyone else watching on our Facebook page, on Twitter, and here on YouTube, I'd like you to do us one favor. Next time you have some jewelry needs, please check out Raw Jewelers. These guys are fantastic. Mike, tell us about your experiences at Raw Jewelers and how great they are. Well, first of all, Brad Gams is a dear friend, and uh, he's made it possible for me to turn down a couple other offers that were equal on podcasting. Aldo knows this because I'm getting paid more. I mean, that's the way this guy is. He's a fine Steuben kid. Made his bones 41 years in the business. He has a wonderful family. You walk in. Look, here's what I would tell everybody. I've been, I dealt in retail since I was a kid. I used to collect for the Chicago American. I used to haggle with customers. This is the tip. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm 12. Going, You're kidding, right? <laughs> I can't even buy snaps with this. Okay? And they were two cents a box. But uh, they're wonderful people. He's got wonderful friends. I play golf with him every year. We go out to his store. We got Raging Mouth coming up. Um, it's been, a, 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 you know, Eldo hasn't been feeling completely up to par since the surgery. He's only got, and then the bear stuff's come up. So we said, hey. Well, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw this at you too. We'll do a bear show for you since you've been so generous. Mm-hmm. And Eldo's coming back stronger yes, yes, every indeed. single day. But it's no joke when you don't feel you know when you're coming back from something. That, I can't believe you're back this fast. To be honest with you, you know. But he's still got some and you get energy. You know, I mean, he's like a guy that's seventy one at nine thirty. <laughs> that's me nine thirty. At night, I'm got my. I'm like this watching Dion last week. Remember when you were in school? Remember yes. in school? Oh yeah. Like I, used to, I used to run at two in the morning, going, "What's it open next?" And now at, at, at two in the morning, I'm on my fourth piss. And Mike says, uh, Raw Jewelers are great. If for no other reason than supporting this show, one of the best along with the great Gabriel show. Thank you, Mike, very much. And thank Thank you you all for listening and being a part of the Barroom Network. And thank you again to Raw Jewelers. Bye-bye, everybody.